This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show just for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this bite-sized episode, Jason and Kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know. Let's jump in. We are ready to jump in, continuing Woo-hoo. talking through the 32 habits of e-commerce rain makers. And we've covered some pretty cool concepts so far. Yeah, I've you know, on my list, I'm working through that and just, I think I'm going to print out the whole thing eventually and just throw it up on the wall uh, because it's worth being minded of on a consistent yeah. basis of what it takes to really uh, incorporate these into your life yep. and start to integrate them into how you think each and every day. So yep. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to find out what's next. We've kind of gone through like the core beliefs and habit. Now we're actually going to start transitioning, I believe, Yeah, some sort of tactical components yeah. to being a rainmaker in e-commerce. We got a couple so, more I, attitudes left. A couple more attitudes. Okay, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> we have a couple more attitudes and then the, the tactical yeah. things uh, to accomplish. So yeah. I'm excited. And by the way, obviously we're broadcasting live to Facebook. So if you're watching us, give us a hello. Tell yes. us what your favorite cartoon character was. Uh, if you'd like in the comments, if you're watching this, even if you're watching the replay, totally cool. And, uh, but yeah, so what I thought we would do is just do a, brief recap of all the Perfect. 32 habits that we've worked through so far. And uh, we've gone through 12 so far. So let's rattle them off real fast, not go into them. You can watch the prior videos if you want to uh, dig into the content. of them. And then today we're going to wrap up with two, uh, wrap up this section uh, with, with two more. And uh, so you ready for the list? I'm ready. 32 yeah. habits of e-commerce entrepreneurs. This is based on Kyle and I working with um, as it happens, 11,998 students wow. were two students away from uh, 12,000 uh, on Udemy. So that's super fun. So, uh, so here are the, the habits that we've seen people um, who are successful have. We've obviously seen the opposite. We've seen people struggle. Uh, and, and some of the ways in which they struggle uh, is related to some of what we've put together here. So here they are, 32 habits. We'll go through the first uh, um, 12 together, and then we'll, we'll unpack two new ones. So the first one is an entrepreneurial dream. Everything starts with an entrepreneurial dream, this kernel of the idea that we could make money, <laughs> you know, ourselves for our own lives, our own biz. And uh, we all start with that entrepreneurial dream. The second one is a goal beyond money, that we've got to figure out what our deep motivation is, the big why. Uh, for our life and what entrepreneurship means for us personally. And it means different things for different people, but that goal beyond money is a crucial part of it. Um, going for massive action as a habit, habitually going for massive action is the third, uh, you know, habit. And uh, we, we typically see people who a lot of times will over engineer, overthink and under act. And uh, so we talk a lot about why massive action is so important. Fourth one is a customer first mindset. And uh, that's putting the customer before yourself and really making sure that the customer comes ahead of even your own priority and your own needs. Fourth one was, or fifth one was accurate contrarian theorist habit. And I know that's a funny phrase, but it's Reed Hoffman. It basically means you're not a critic. You are a, observer of products or methodology of delivery and you come up with the 
idea that is a contrarian uh, concept. Uh, it's not just criticism of what's out there, but it's actually constructing an alternative reality for people. Uh, sixth one is tenacity to endure hard things. Uh, enough said on that. Seventh one is efficient with time and money. And uh, this is the thing about, um, you know, e-commerce rainmakers that I think is crucial is they get stuff done time-wise, um, scheduling. I mean, I, you know, you, you look at the greats and when you hear about billionaires, you hear their lifestyle. I've never heard of a billionaire lifestyle's daily routine that starts with sleeping until 10 or 11. You know, I mean, those guys generally you hear, oh yeah, they're up at four, you know, they're up at five, 15, whatever, you know, so time and money efficiency. Um, number eight is resilience. Number nine is patience. Number 10 is uh, being an innovative disruptor by habit. Um, number 11 is being a learner at heart. Number 12 is having a learner mind, a leader mindset. And so now this is the 13th we want to jump into. And uh, so the, the habit we want to talk about first is uh, accepting ambiguity. And ambiguity is an interesting situation. And the reality for entrepreneurs, for e-commerce entrepreneurs is there, are, there is no roadmap. Uh, there is no perfect model. There is no perfect cookie cutter. And, uh, you know, you just don't get that. What you get is a set of conditions that are like you're trying to read tea leaves or something. You know, it's like, what do I make out of this situation that I have that feels sort of like a cluster? Mm -hmm. um, and that's the state we're in. Do you feel like you're ever in that state, my man? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. that's just how we, yep. that's the universe in which we operate yep. uh, is ambiguous uh, information. Sure. So there's a couple pieces to this. First of all, what does an ambiguous situation mean? It means it's inexact. And so you've got, you're, you're in a situation where there's inexact um, outcomes, inexact information, um, inexact uh, understanding of what people want, what customers want, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you just don't know. And then you, uh, you also have a situation where you've got data, but it could be, uh, you could, it could, it could be open. You could be open to different interpretations. Sure. Right. So you've yeah. got information. Does it mean this or does it mean this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It could mean either of those things. Right. Yeah. And so, so the, the habit of being an e-commerce rainmaker is really to say to yourself, um, I can accept that confused state. I'm comfortable in it. Even um, I don't have to have, perfect clarity. And uh, there's a phrase I always use um, that I don't know where, where I heard it, but, or who said it, but it's the idea that a confused mind always says no. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just such a true truism for how humans work. If we're confused, we'll generally stop. Yep. And we'll, and if something's explaining something to us and we don't understand it, then if it, if it involves any kind of our commitment, our, you know, action, our affirmative response will generally be like, mm, no, I, I'll have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and so we all know that from our own, like from our customers mindset, being a customer, if we don't understand 
how a deal works or how a product works. And we'll typically, we'll typically say no to it. Yeah, um, sure. But so e-commerce entrepreneurs, they have an ability to, when there's that confusion, not to say no, they have the ability to say, you know, let's go or let's like, let's go with this route. And they're, they're willing to accept the ambiguity, but they're willing to push through it um, and find energy and enthusiasm uh, to, to work through the confused space. Um, Thoughts on that? Does that resonate with you at all? For sure. I think, you know, you're going to launch a new product or anything like that. You kind of try to do your due diligence, but you go into it with this idea of like, I have no idea if this is going to work. If the, if, uh, customers are even going to like it or even buy it. Or, yeah. I mean, I think it looks good. I think it functions at a high level, but I'm pretty close to this product since we spent, right. you know, months and months or longer developing it. So when until it goes to market, you live with this state of ambiguity. And even then when you're trying to figure stuff out, like every time you launch a marketing campaign or you're, you're testing a new sales channel, you do it from the standpoint of, the great unknown. Like there is no, like you like, okay, here's best practices. Here's what I think what's working for other people. Yeah. You know what? Every time that you go to apply something the exact way someone else does, you're going to get different results because it's a different product. You have different skill sets. You have different copywriting. You have different, I mean, yeah. it's all different. It's slightly, slightly not, even if you try to copy it, there's still going to be differences within how you execute yeah. it that will cause variations. And yeah. so you have to be willing and able to live and roll with it. Just the fact that I'm going to do this so I can get it out there and kind of get the feedback I need in order to make the right decisions. Cause part of the reason why we um, struggle with ambiguity is because we're not okay and patient enough to get enough feedback um, from what our efforts are in order to actually make informed decisions. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're early, we're too early into it. Right. Without feedback. So that, I mean, but you, so then the question is, how do you like, how do you move forward to get the feedback you need to clarify next yeah. steps, right? I, I yeah. think you have to mentally prepare yourself for the ambiguity. You yeah. have to be like, okay, I'm not going to have the answers. Uh, it's going to be murky. I'm, yep. I'm going to spend more money than what I would like to. Yep. Probably if I'm, if in the context of a yep. marketing campaign or something. Right, and, right, right. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to optimize that to get to the, to the level that I want. And if it ne- and if I can't get it to the level that I want, then I'm okay. And just like cutting that one off and I'm going on to the next plan, part of my plan. Yep. But there's always going to be this space in which you're like, I'm kind of just waiting for the data to, to roll in and mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look great at the moment or, or the other thing that look, that, that kind of can get nail you is like, it might look great at the start. Like you might think you're crushing yeah. it and then it yeah. just like blows up and you're like, what happened? Like, I guess this didn't work. And then, Instead, it's like, okay, what do I need to do to make an adjustment to continue to see the, the yep. growth and scale of this campaign? Yep. So uh, it can happen both ways, but there's yeah. still ambiguity involved. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, and, that, so, and so having that, I mean, the whole point of this habit is the acceptance of it, right? So being yep. at peace with ambiguity, you know, I mean, so I oh, exactly. I mean, you have to get to a place where and, you know, if you listen to entrepreneurial stories, when they talk about their startup effort, uh, you know, Elon Musk it comes to my mind. I heard an interview with him, um, Reed Hoffman about starting PayPal, others. 
what you'll frequently hear them say is, you know, the list of things that are broken, messed up, totally wrong, totally on fire, problematic is a long list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, but they, they become very, very good at saying, what's the immediate problem I have to solve right now? And realizing that all the other things you just prioritize. You do. And you, you just develop that sort of uh, tenacity to say, okay, I just, I prioritize my way through this, um, learn my lessons as I go and, you know, um, go from there. So that's, uh, that's acceptance of ambiguity. And I think it's a critical thing for, it's a critical emotional state for, uh, you know, e-commerce rainmakers to really get themselves into. So the, the next one I want to mention to you, and uh, I think is an interesting habit that uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I, a lot of these I struggle with personally. Um, I think we all do. But this one is interesting to me as well. And that is the refusal to plateau. Mm. Um, you know, a plateau, there's, there's a couple meanings to it. Uh, when you just look it up, a plateau is relatively high ground, but not the mountaintop. Interesting. Now that's, that'll preach, you know, if you're, yeah, a, pre- yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you're a preach, sure. that'll preach for sure. Because, you know, you can, you immediately understand that a plateau is it, you've gotten somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you've made some traction. You, you've gotten to a, a point. But um, you, but you haven't hit the the height of the opportunity, or the mountaintop, yet. So, but so here's the interesting thing. Um, the other meaning, of course, a plateau is a state of little or no change, where you're just sort of in the steady eddy space. Um, so plateaus are interesting to me. When I was working on this idea, I thought of the movie Lone Survivor. Did you watch that movie? I did, yeah. Yeah, so that's Mark Wahlberg, right? When the mm-hmm. he's um with his buddies in Afghanistan, they're on the mountaintop, they get into a mess with the you know enemy, and then they're on the run. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remember this interesting part of the movie where the basically and these guys are like hardcore, whether they were they Navy SEALs or Delta Force or whatever, but they were like special forces. So they're in the movie, they're on the run. And they're in the mountains and they know that they'll be fine if they, if they go in the direction they're heading, but then they hit this spot where they plateaued out and they thought they were going to be at the top of a mountain, but they couldn't see the ridge behind them. So they hit this plateau spot and they know right then they're screwed. Yeah. Like right when they hit the plateau, they know they're like their whole game plan changes and they're in real big trouble. And I didn't really understand like militarily or whatever, but because I guess because you'd have to go down the other side and then the bad guys would kill you when you're down in the ravine waiting for you. Yeah. So before you could get up the other side of the mountain, they just pick you off. So what, but the thought that came to my mind as it relates to us for e-commerce selling is a plateau is a very dangerous place mm-hmm. for e-commerce sellers. And, um, man, I mean, I'm just, I, I, we, we work with a lot of partners in our business. I know a lot of e-commerce sellers that are trying to sell online. And I can just tell you that it's a very, very common thing for sellers to reach a level of success mm-hmm. and then hit a plateau. And then in that pl- plateau space, they'll, they'll want to 
make new activity happen, new things happen, and they go haywire. And that's the spot where it falls apart and they end up jeopardizing what they had because they've tried to make something different or new or they start a new business. And, uh, you know, it's so easy. Like, I'll just start another business. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, oh yeah. And my first one, Mike Crater. And so, and I, you know, we're entrepreneurs are serial starters, you know, yeah. like we, we like that startup phase yeah. when we hit the plateau, we can really hit hard. It's like, you know, hard work and the, the, the method of growth has to change. And so, you know, that's the piece where, um, we really have to be careful what we do. I don't know. Have you ever hit a plateau in your business where you thought, uh oh, oh yeah, not going right here? Yeah, I mean it's it's easy because you sort of hit like a. I think there's a couple different plateaus you can hit. You can hit like sort of the sales plateau, which yeah. is you know what you probably normally associate with that with. You yeah. also hit like your time plateau, mm-hmm. and it's like you know you have to go further and push deeper into certain areas. Yeah. But you only have a hard limit on the amount of actual work that you can do in a in a week or in a day, and so you realize you have to become to get to that next level and to not stay plateaued. You have to get really good at systems and optimizing your business and Management. outsourcing and managing yeah. and hiring and doing these things to yeah. give you enough you know firepower in your business to kind of push you up over that plateau. So, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to hit a sales plateau and that's kind of a bummer. You're like, you want to see continued growth, right? But oftentimes that's related not to a uh, product or it's, it's related to your time commitment, your ability to actually execute on all the complexities that require you to kind of get to the next level because yeah. the activity that you got you to the, the place you're plateauing yeah. isn't going to be good enough to get you to the next level. You have yes. to learn what it takes to get to this level. And part yeah. of that, I think, is optimizing for time. Yeah. I, I heard Frank Kern do a webinar recently, and he, his tagline was, um, uh, what it took to um, get you out of Egypt won't get you to the promised land. And I was like, oh, yeah. Frank Kern's being about kind of biblical with it. Um, what it took to get you out of Egypt won't get you to the promised land. And then this yeah. is the idea where you hit this place where um, you, the startup turns into something other than a startup. It turns yeah. into a long-term company. I mean, I, yeah. I called our e-commerce business a startup until like last year. We're 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. We can't, you can't be a startup forever. No. Um, and so that's where... That's where you've got to really say, okay, how do I, and on a lot of entrepreneurs, it'll fall apart there. Yep. Because yeah. first of all, they don't have the skill sets or the modeling that they understand. I mean, I'll, you know, a lot of people, it's real popular to poo poo higher education these days. And I, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs, especially a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs. I don't know why who they're college educated themselves, but then they'll totally trash talk college. And, uh, you know, you and I teach online marketing at a university. And it's always funny to me when I, when I hear e-commerce entrepreneurs trash talk college education and how you can never learn what's current. And I always laugh because I say to myself, like, I've heard some e-commerce people say that. And I laugh because I, I teach their material in our online marketing class yeah. at the university. And so it's just the 
they just aren't aware, I guess. I don't know. They have their own beef with college. But for me, it's always, you know, I, my graduate degree is an MBA uh, graduate degree, and I have two undergraduate degrees. And so for me, college was always about exposure to models mm-hmm. that maybe I don't implement today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't understand how that applies to me right now. But yeah. I'm going to learn about a lot of things and get exposure to a lot of different experts um, so that when I hit the right time or season in my business, in my life, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have a base of education and also the understanding of how to go get information yep. um, when I'm in a plateaued space. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I mean, it gets back to the basics of education and learning, um, how, to, how to solve problems and, and find your right way forward as opposed to your blown up bad way right. forward yeah um so i mean that, that's a huge part of this idea of refusal to plateau um you mentioned something important too about going deeper um and i i listened to a a podcast yesterday with uh winston marcellus famous uh trumpet player oh he's like he's like man tops. he's tops man um and so, and the question was posed to him, how do you get mastery of what you're doing? And he said, go deeper, go deeper into it. And, you know, you see, he talks about the basics of trumpet playing and he talk. I mean, he talks about, you know, gaining mastery of like deeper and deeper into his core trade skill. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs, we try We like to try stuff. Like, oh, I tried it. It worked. Okay. Next thing. Next. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so the plateau space, the refusal to pl- plateau and the being very careful in the plateau spaces are, are uh, really, really critical. Yeah. Um, so um, that's what I got for us today, my man. Good those stuff. Two, Good two stuff. Habits. Those, those habits right there you chew on for a long time. Yeah. Because no matter where you are in your business, you were eventually going to hit a plateau. Yeah, that's in your sales, in your operational function, in your life. I mean, there's a there's a plateau to life as an entrepreneur where yeah. you're like, I hit this level and I can't seem to just go to here. Yeah. And so having the the mindset of refusing to settle for that, because even OK, so what if you plateau and you're making great money and, you know, is that a plateau you want to live on? I guess that depends on your goal. You have to kind of define, yeah. we, we talked about that sort of in early yeah. in our conversations, right? Like what is your goal? What is that mountaintop for you? Yeah. So if you've reached it, then it's time to scale a new mountain because you're not going to be happy as the entrepreneur, just sitting up there twiddling your thumbs on the mountaintop. Like yeah. you, you're going to look for new mountains to climb. And that yeah. goes back to your goal beyond money, potentially, and all these other different components that will help drive you. And yeah, it's important. It's important to be mindful of those, those areas in your life and to go to that next level. So. Yeah. Per- personal uh, uh, kind of insights for, for our business. I mean, we were plateaued for a couple of years mm-hmm. where we had very consistent and, and small, relatively small growth mm-hmm. for um, both our top line revenue and our net income. And so this, so about a year and a half ago, a little more than that, I was at this place where I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of being here. Yeah. Um, What do we do? So um, we 
put together a battle plan. And uh, this last year, we increased our net income by over 60%. That's um, awesome, man. And so not top line, net. And so the top line actually didn't grow there that much. It grew, but not very much. But the net grew because of changes we made in the biz. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this, but to me, the exercise was I'm at a plateau. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to Elihu Goldrate in his classic book, The Goal. And the three questions, what do you change? What do you change to? Mm-hmm. And how do you make that change? Yeah. And that getting out of that plateau space is, is all about those questions. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's wrap it up here, my man. So if you're watching this via replay, uh, of course, hit us up. Uh, we'd love to have you comment, like, love, share. If you're watching this on Facebook, as we uh, you know, share it there. And then if you're watching this via future Udemy training, uh, as we roll it out, then we will also um, uh, love to have your questions and hit us up through the instructor Q&A tool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're happy to answer questions about the e-commerce habits and uh, go from there. So really, really appreciate you taking this journey with us. And uh, we're excited to see this, uh, the next phase of the 32 habits. As Kyle mentioned, when we started, the next phase is about trade skill. And so this first phase really is more about the attitudes and sort of the the emotional aspects of uh, e-commerce sales. And this next set is about trade skill. Mm-hmm. And then the final set is going to be about scale and how to actually, you know, think about growth mindset. Uh, but it all weaves together and hopefully people are enjoying all of it. Sounds awesome. All right, buddy. Good times. Right. Good times. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the e-commerce leader. Hey, don't forget to subscribe because when you do, you'll get notified. And next time you log into your podcast player, you'll see our latest episode nestling at the top of your lists. Thanks again for listening.